Hey, man, give it up for them one more time, man. That's awesome. That was awesome. Hey, they've literally been, they've been working on that for months, practicing every, uh, every uh, week, Wednesday nights. And so, man, it's just awesome to see a few of our students get out here. That This is planned. This is planned. This is planned. Yes. You can put that thing right there. All right? So, um, hey, uh, hey, real quick. Um, uh, here in just a moment, we're about to receive our offerings. So any preparations you need to make for that, you can. Um, and uh, our ushers are going to come and get into place here in just a moment. But I had, uh, I, I had a few things that I wanted to mention to you uh, just uh, this, this morning as uh, we're about to uh, the, receive our offering. Uh, number one, first thing I want to mention to you this morning, I want to say to our entire church that life groups start this week, and we couldn't have planned it better because there's a snowstorm. It's awesome. And so here, so, so my group meets Sunday nights, and uh, so here's what you need to know about my group. My group will not meet tonight, all right? Uh, so here's what, you, here's what we uh, are going to do. Now, we're doing something with life groups we've never done before. Today, this morning, we're starting a brand new series, but we're praying it's more than a series. I'm going to talk more about it in just a second called Rooted. But what we are doing this, uh, uh, this semester for this, these life groups is we're actually doing a church-wide campaign. What we're doing on Sunday morning, this idea of Rooted being people who are rooted in Christ and what all that means. Uh, we are, man, we're trying to get that all over our church. And so we've shot a series of videos specifically for life groups. This isn't like, so if you go to a life group this week, you're not gonna hear a, you know, just this sermon that you're gonna hear this morning. You're not gonna hear that all over again. This is entirely fresh content, but it's videos and uh, things we put together for our life groups. You gotta go to a life group to get it. Okay, now here's what you can do. Uh, you can sign up to be a part of my life group. A lot of you have done that. If you haven't signed up to be a part of a life group, you can do so on our app. You can do so at summithazard.com. You can do so at the welcome table out there this morning. Just go up there and say, hey, I'd like to be a part of a life group. They'll take care of you this morning. But if you signed up for my life group, Okay, check this out. If you sign up for my life group, you're going to get an email or a Facebook message from me today with a link to the video that we'll watch. And then at 6.15 tonight, be on Facebook, and we're going to do a live private chat session, just my life group, uh, on Facebook. So nobody else can see it, uh, but it's just ours. So if you haven't signed up for a group and you're thinking, hey, Mark, I'm going to come to yours anyway, but I haven't signed up, sign up so that we can send you the stuff uh, so that tonight you can get snowed in, enjoy your milk and bread and... And watch, uh, and watch me on YouTube. Your dreams are coming true, people. We, your dreams are coming true. So, but life groups start this week. So make that move, man. So tonight, if you're in my, if you sign up for my group, we're not going to meet. We're going to do it online. Be on Facebook at six fifteen. But check your email, your Facebook messages because you're going to get a link to a video to watch before we meet online tonight. Hey, I want to mention something uh, really cool that we uh, have started this week, and I think they're going to bring up a slide here maybe behind me to show, uh, to show you. Uh, something that we have started this week is that number right there, 606-268-3633. That is a designated summit text number. Now, if you call that, nobody will answer. Nobody. It's not because we don't like you. We love you, but nobody will answer that phone because it's not actually a landline, a cell phone, or anything. It's a text dedicated number. Now, you can do a couple of things at that number. If you text the word serve to that number right now, you'll get a text message and you can sign up to serve. If you text the word groups, you can sign up for uh, groups right there through text messages. If you've got a prayer request, you can text, it, text that number and we'll send something back to you. You can let us know how we can pray for you. But check this out. Check this out. If you text Jesus 
to 268-3633-606. You got to include that. If you text Jesus, let, you can let us know about any decision that you make today. Here's why we do that. Because we want to give you as many options as possible for how you can connect to us. We can connect to you and we can help you step by step follow Jesus. And so, so if you can text that number right there anytime, not just on Sundays, anytime, 24 hours a day, you can put that in your phone. Some of you are doing it right now. The people who are doing it right now are clearly the people who are going to go to heaven. Clearly. Okay, and so, uh, so you can do that. Put that in there, man, and you, anytime, anytime. If you're up at four o'clock in the morning, you can't sleep, just start texting that number and we'll send you stuff till the cows come home. All right, so, so there's that. Another thing I wanted to mention to you, you know, uh, for the past couple of years, we've always done nights of worship. Well, this year, we're gonna do something different. We're gonna do what we're calling encounter nights. Every two months, we're gonna have a service on Wednesday nights. Okay, so this is a once every two months, first Wednesday of the month, Wednesday night service right here at the forum. The worship band's gonna play. I'm gonna speak. So it's not a typical night of worship. It's a Wednesday night big, uh, and it's gonna be an amazing night. And our first one is March the 2nd at six. So the worship band will play. I'll speak. And then after that, we will go to the multi-purpose room and eat. So it's potluck. So, so if you don't bring anything, we'll starve to death, we'll get bitter and angry, and the church will shut down. But if you bring something, then we'll eat it, and it'll be awesome. All right, so 6 o'clock, March 2nd. Put that down on your calendar. All right, let me give you one more thing. Put down your calendar, then I want to uh, uh, make a transition here uh, for receiving our offering. Uh, I want you to put this down on your calendar. March 19th, Okay. March 19th, go ahead and put it on your calendar. Go ahead and make plans to be a part of this year what we're calling Explosion, okay? So Explosion is, we've always done the world's largest Easter egg hunt. This year we're changing the name. We're gonna do some different stuff. It's called Explosion. Now, here's why I mentioned it to you this morning. Today is Valentine's Day. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Husbands, if, if, husbands, if that was a news flash, only God can help you. <laughs> only God can help you. Okay? Today is Valentine's Day. Do you know what that means? That means tomorrow they'll sell Easter stuff at Walmart. Okay? And tomorrow, sweetheart Valentine's candy, uh, sweetheart Valentine's candy, 75% off. So I'm going to live off that for a year. Um, so eggs are on sale tomorrow. Now, here's this. So we need Easter eggs. And we were thinking, what are, what's a good way to motivate you to do Easter eggs? We need pre-filled candy Easter eggs. How can we motivate you? I want to present to you the golden egg. Now, now, here's how this works. Okay, here's how this works. The golden egg. You can win this. Your entire life has led to this moment. You can win the golden egg. Imagine how this would look on your mantle above the fireplace. Right? I don't know. But now here's how this works. Here's how this works. I want to have a contest. I want to see which group or family in this church can bring the most eggs. So guest services, you're a group. Uh, kids volunteers, you guys. Summit kids. Uh, Storm, all, all the students and all the adult volunteers. Every life group. I just want to go on record and say my life group is whooping all y'all. I just want to say it. We're taking this bad boy home. But... 
But I want, and leave, even, even your family, maybe your family can't be in a group or whatever for some reason. So whoever can bring the most eggs beginning next Sunday all the way through to explosion on March 19th, that's a Saturday, it's from 12 to 2 at Perry County Park, okay? When you begin to bring your eggs, you need to write on the bag what group you're in. I serve in guest services, put it on the bag. I, I'm in Mark's life group, I'm in Creighton's life group, put it on that bag. And the winning group for this year will win the golden egg, all right? So listen, listen. So we need thousands of eggs. We don't need hundreds, hundreds of eggs. We need thousands of eggs. Cash in your retirement, spend it on pre-filled Easter eggs, and I believe you'll be blessed. I'm kidding, don't do that. That's a horrible suggestion, all right? But we do need eggs. You can begin to bring them in next week, all right, guys? Hey, um, <clears throat> right now, we're gonna transition from that to receiving our offering. So if our ushers want to come, get in place uh, right now so our ushers can come. So you guys come on, and, and, and this, is, this is a time, this is a time, man, where we have the opportunity to get our hearts ready to hear from God, okay? How many people didn't get out in the cold just to say you came to church? How many people came here today to meet with the one true living God? Raise your hands. You want, an, you want an encounter with, look at that, all kinds of hands are going, you want an encounter with God today. We're not here to waste your time. You didn't come here just to check this off. You want God to speak into your life. You want God to speak into your situation. Every week when we receive the offering, this is an opportunity for us to get our hearts in tune with what God would want to do. So, so right now, I'm going to pray. And listen, listen, maybe you've never given before. And every time at this moment, you think, you know what, one day I'll do that. Hey, you know what, there's no day better than today. You know what I mean? And listen, there is no small gift. There's no small step in the kingdom of God. So whatever you give, God knows it. God sees your heart. And we are excited that you would take that step today. Maybe you've already given online or through our app. God bless you for doing that. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray uh, for our offering, and, uh, and we'll begin to receive that this morning. Let's pray. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we just come right now in Jesus' name and ask that you would bless every person that gives here this morning, God. We thank you for those who have already given online. God, we thank you for people that will give through the app. We thank you for people that are giving here today, right here in this service. And God, we ask that you would take what's given and use it to transform this region and this nation and the world. Jesus, if you can take a small lunch that a boy brings to hear you preach and multiply that to feed at least, the New Testament tells us, 5,000. If you can do that, you can multiply what's given here and transform the world. So God, would you do that and help us to give in faith today in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. You guys go ahead and begin to receive our offering. <clears throat> Excuse me, offering. I wanna mention two things here before we begin uh, the, ser the sermon this morning. Uh, because of your generosity, okay? Because of your generosity and what God is doing right now in this church, I wanna mention something to you. Uh, Sarah Burton, would you stand up and raise your hand? Everybody look up here at Sarah. Everybody clap for Sarah. Thank God for Sarah. Go ahead and sit down. I know you, I know you hate when I do that. Um, listen, Sarah leads our Go Group Homeless Shelter Ministry, and she just does an amazing job with that. But a couple of weeks ago, uh, I guess about a month or so ago, really, Sarah came to me and said, Mark, I'm really praying that we would have the opportunity to meet families and to be able to provide for them an opportunity to come and get clothing, household items, um, and, 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 and 
in a way far more than what we're doing right now. So I just began to pray with her, and we just, uh, a lot of churches, I was actually involved in a church before we came here where a church actually opened up a store where low-income families in the community can come for free or vouchers or for, for a small uh, price. They can get clothing and household items. Well, uh, we had been praying for about a week, and then the, uh, the owners of the old Faulkner building downtown approached Sarah and donated space to Sarah for this store. Okay, that Sarah and the Go Group Homeless Shelter Ministry, they're going to call it the Second Chance Mission. And what will happen is they are literally going to make clothing and household items available on a voucher basis for low-income families here in this community. And that is going to be an amazing opportunity for our church to meet needs in a profound way. It is, it is actually going to be a store. Okay, people come in based on vouchers. They can get what they need and the store will be open three days a week. I believe Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, nine to three. And their goal is to open that the beginning of March. Now, here's where we, our entire church needs to step up uh, and, and make some things happen here. If you have, if you have some shelving, uh, some shelf space, shelves that you would donate, uh, maybe some tables to put clothes on, that would be tremendous. If you wanna make some donations, you can talk to Sarah about that. Maybe send her a message on Facebook. You can even ask me, we can begin to make those preparations happen. But guys, listen, let's pray for Second Chance Mission as it opens in March that God would use that just to make a radical difference in people's lives. I know one of the things that Sarah and I have talked about, you know, every single person that comes in there that makes a purchase of some kind, they're gonna pray with them. God's gonna open up opportunities to share the gospel. I believe people are gonna get saved at this store. I believe lives are gonna, I believe, I believe people are gonna get hope here. All right, it's awesome. It's awesome, man. If you want more info about that, make sure to talk to Sarah, okay? Hey, one more thing. Uh, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, the Kentucky Baptist Convention uh, sent a representative here to the forum, met with Tim Ison, uh, and I, Tim's gonna uh, head up, be a major part of our Whitesburg campus that we're gonna launch later on in 2016. The Kentucky Baptist Convention sent a representative here to the forum, met with Tim and I for several hours two weeks ago, and they have given our church $20,000 for Summit Whitesburg. That's awesome. Isn't that awesome? Isn't God good? Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. Listen, listen, God does that. God does that. God makes a way when at first we don't see a way. We don't know how to, how to make it happen. God knows the entire time. And if we listen, if we'll follow him step by step, God will take care of the rest. Amen? He will every time. Every time, guys. All right? Hey, here's what we're going to do. Today we are starting a six-week experience called Rooted. And we do sermon series here. If you're, if you're new here to Summit, if you are new, hey, it's awesome to have you here today. You got a card when you walked in. Would you check on that card? You're a first-time guest, second-time guest. We got a free gift out there for everybody that's new here today. But we do sermon series here. Sermon series are about four or five weeks. We talk about a topic in all kind of different ways. Um, but this is something, honestly, that, that I have been thinking about for over a year, uh, this idea of rooted. And so it's really more than a sermon series. This is what I'm praying is a journey that our entire church will go on. That's why we're doing what we're doing in life groups. Um, and we're going to have all kinds of opportunities over the next six weeks. I promise for you to take a step of faith and just really take your relationship with Jesus to another level. So, so here's, what, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray, but I genuinely believe, I really believe that you could listen to this sermon and totally miss every single thing that God has for you today if you're not ready for it. Do you believe that? I believe that. 
And so I'm going to pray. And, and after this prayer, they're going to show the video that's the, bump, the, the video that we'll play before these sermon series. And the reason I wanted to show this video, the reason I wanted to come out, I wanted us to get our hearts ready before this video. And I want you to see the video because the video has the theme verse for the entire series, John 15, 5. You're going to see it on this video. But right now, as we're going to pray, I want you to ask God to get you ready for whatever he's got today. Will you do that? I want you to ask God to get you ready for whatever he might have for you today. Don't miss it, all right? Don't miss it. Let's pray together. Let's pray. Everybody bow your heads, close your eyes. Let's pray. God, I pray that you'd get our hearts ready for this morning, Jesus, as we begin this journey called Rooted, this this idea that, Jesus, you talked about what it means to be rooted in you. God, I am praying that over the next six weeks, you would speak so clearly into people's lives that something is said during this series that they will never forget. God, that you would give our church anchors during this series that they will be able to go back to for the rest of their life. And God, they would see something over the next six weeks as really a launching pad for their faith going to the next level. For, for insecurities they've had in their life going away. For fears that they've had in their life being removed as we see you. So God, would you increase our faith? Would you keep us from the schemes of the enemy? And God, would you speak so loud, it's unmistakable that you're calling out to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, bring the lights completely down. I want you to check out this video and read this verse. Go ahead, guys, check this out. ago, my youngest daughter, her name's Chloe, she's four, she came home a couple of months ago, and she, uh, one of her assignments in preschool, she had to draw a picture of her family, and how, how many, how many of you, you, your kids have had to do that assignment, draw a picture of their family, that sort of thing, and you all know that the picture they draw is nothing like what you look like, right, your family doesn't look like anything that your children draw, and every once in a while, you get, you, every once in a while, when your kids draw what your family looks like, every once in a while, they'll draw like a person that isn't, they'll draw an additional person. You know, have you ever seen that? Well, there's four of us. Why, there's, why is there five? I see them at night. You know, I don't know. But 
But you know, what, what they draw is nothing like reality. It's nothing like what it really looks like, is it? You know, I was thinking a couple of weeks ago, just putting this, uh, this sermon together this morning, and, I, and this thought came to my mind. If you could draw your relationship with Jesus, what would it look like? If you could draw a picture of your relationship with Jesus, well, what would it look like? And listen, don't, don't get all spiritual with me. I would draw a creek, and there would be a deer drinking from the creek, and I would write Bible verses as a deer pants for streams of water. So don't do that. Don't do that, all right? We've all got mugs with that on it, okay? You know, maybe you draw a roller coaster, you know what I mean? Because you just walk with God, just woo, just like this right here. Yeah, what, I, what would you draw? Or maybe you're sitting here and you're thinking this, I wouldn't draw anything because a relationship with God, I, I didn't know that was an option for me. Man, listen, Mark, you don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. A relationship with God? And listen, hey, I don't know what got you here today. Maybe, maybe you were on your way to Walmart to get milk and bread for the snow and you just took a wrong turn at the forum and all of a sudden, boom, you're at church. Or I don't know, maybe you got invited. Maybe you're on the kind of the spiritual journey. But listen, Christians, we just gotta be honest. It's not weird for us because we talk this way every Sunday, but we've gotta be honest. A relationship with Jesus, that sounds weird, Right? A relationship with a guy that you can't see? Huh? We lock people up for some of that stuff, right? So maybe you're here and you're like, I'm not a Christian, but I don't, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that looks like. And maybe you're here and you're a Christian and you're thinking, you know what? I don't really know what that looks like either. I don't really know what I would draw. Well, see, Jesus gave us the definitive picture of what your relationship with him looks like. Jesus gave us the definitive picture of what your relationship with him can look like if you start one today. And it's in John chapter 15. So if you've got a Bible, I want you to go ahead and open it up, turn it on, uh, on your phone, whatever. John 15, verses 1 through 11. Okay? So go ahead and open up your Bible, turn it on on your phone, John 15, 1 through 11. And here's what we're going to do today. We are going, uh, we're, we're going to read these verses, and we're going to be in these 11 verses for the next six Sundays. Okay, these 11 verses for the next six Sundays. And, and we're not gonna do what we're about to do every single Sunday, but we haven't done this in literally, I think, about a year and a half. You know, there, certain times in the Bible when people would read the word of God because it is God's voice on a page, we just said that in the last series, out of, out of respect for God's word to show it's unlike any other voice, they would stand when they read it, okay? And so out of respect for the word of God, and also because some of you look like you're asleep, I want us to stand up. So everybody stand, okay? Everybody stand up. We're gonna read John 15, one through 11. The people who were asleep just went, oh, it's over, oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. It's the offering. Here we go. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can, can you unless you abide in me. Watch verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do what? Can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withered, withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. 
If you abide in me and my word abides in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be what? Full. Awesome. You guys can go ahead and grab a seat. See, Jesus says that our relationship with him, it doesn't matter how young, how old, how weak you feel, how strong you feel, our relationship with him is like a vine and a branch. Jesus is the vine, and you and I, if we're children of God, if we're Christians, we are the branches. It's like a tree. So I have a tree, sort of, here, sort of. This is not a real tree, okay? This is fake, all right? And, uh, so th- but, but just imagine this is a massive tree. Imagine this is an overwhelmingly amazing tree on the stage. You got branches coming from this and the trunk, the body of the tree. Jesus says he's the vine, we are the branches. Now, now, let me ask you a question. Who, if, again, again, if this were real and not fake, if this were a real tree, who would be doing the majority of the work? The branches or the vine, the body of the tree? The vine, the body of the tree. Where's the nutrients coming from? Is the, are the branches giving life to the tree? No. Life for the tree is coming from the trunk. It's coming from the body. It's coming from the vine. Are the branches of the tree, are all of these branches thinking, hey guys, hang on, hang on, hang on? No. Because the vine is holding on. The trunk is holding on. The body is holding on. See, Jesus says that my relationship with him is like a vine and a branch. He is the vine and I am the branch. So what that means for you and me is that my assurance, our assurance is in Jesus, not me. Our confidence, our hope, our safety, our security, it's in Jesus Christ, not in us. Amen? It's in him. Now, maybe you're sitting there and you're thinking this. Listen, Mark, my relationship with God, I don't know if I can use the word security. I don't know if I can use the word security or confidence when it comes to my relationship with God. I would not draw the picture of a vine and a branch. Maybe the, maybe the way that you would think about a relationship with God, your relationship with God, your view of it is kind of a relationship where you scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. You know what I mean? You, you do something for me, and then I'll do something for you. At one point in Jesus' ministry, a guy walks up to Jesus and says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? In, in, other, in other words, Jesus, tell me everything that I gotta do just to go to heaven because that's exactly what I'm gonna do. Tell me what I need to do to get into heaven so that I can do that. A lot of people think that. A lot of people look at, maybe that's what got you to church today. I'll go to church to get some points with God so that I can go to heaven. And you know what? A lot of people who think that, usually one of the things at the bottom of it, usually one of the foundations for that belief is here's what they believe. They believe that people are basically good. You ever heard people say that? I'm a good person. You ever heard that? Raise your hand if you heard that. I'm a good person. Almost every single hand in the room. I'm a good person. Here's the deal. No, you're not. You're not. I'm a good person compared to this guy. I'm a good person compared to so-and-so. Listen, here's the problem. Sin doesn't make us bad. Sin makes us dead. 
dead spiritually to God. My biggest problem isn't that I'm bad and I need to be good. My biggest problem is that I was dead and I needed somebody to come and bring me to life. Did you know that Romans chapter 3 says that apart from Jesus, no one is good? Did you know that? I just came here today to build up your self-esteem. If we're outside of Christ, we're not good. Amen? We're not. Why? Because sin has separated me from God. Listen to me. I can't think of any clearer way to say this, but I want to say it to you. Very clear, bottom shelf, very plain. If your hope for heaven is in anything you've done and not in everything Jesus did, you have no hope. None. Man, you got to get a better hope. But maybe that's what you think a relationship with God is. Scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. Tell me what I've got to do to get to heaven. A lot of people think a relationship with God is like a genie in a bottle, right? Where if I rub him the right way, Christina Aguilera, then I'll get stuff from him. I hear this all the time. I'm doing the right things. I'm doing the right stuff. Why did this happen to me? I'm doing things that I think God likes so that I can get this. What is that for you? Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's a better job. Maybe it's a husband or a wife. It's kids. Maybe it's to get somebody healthy. I'm doing this so that I can get this from God. Listen to me. Listen to me. God never promised us that he was going to make everybody healthy. God never promised us that he was going to make us rich. God didn't promise us that he was going to give us a big house and a nice car. The thing that God absolutely guarantees you is that if you come to him, he promises that he will give you himself. And that is better than anything the world can give. Money can't, money can't look at you and say, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Only Jesus Christ can. A lot of people think a relationship with God, relationship with God is like a boss that, that kind of looks at you from the corner office with his arms folded and you can never make him happy. It's the parent that always looks down at you and you can't meet their expectation. And so listen, for some of you, that's, why, that's exactly why you never started a relationship with God. Because you're convinced God's so ticked off anyway, why would he even want to save you? And listen, some of you are Christians, but that is exactly the reason you've never had any joy in your Christian life. You've never had any hope in your Christian life. It's because you just constantly believe that when God looks at you, all he sees is disappointment. But is that what Jesus says? No, Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branch. Listen, listen, Summit, don't ever let anyone tell you what a, don't ever let what anyone says, let me say it this way. Don't ever let what someone tells you a relationship with Jesus is like get in the way of what Jesus says a relationship with him is like. I don't care what any preacher's ever told you. I don't care what your mom and dad have ever told you. I don't care what your neighborhood, neighbors have told you. I don't care what your friends at school have told you. Don't let what they say a relationship with Jesus is like get in the way of what Jesus says a relationship with him is like. Because Jesus says, if you have a relationship with me, it is just like a vine attached to the branch. I'm the vine. You're the branches. I've saved you. I'm keeping you, I'm holding you, I'm taking care of you, I'm watching out for you, I will never leave you. And the only thing Jesus says for us to do in this passage is abide. Just, just abide, just, just live in that kind of relationship. Just live in that kind of awareness. Eight times in this passage, Jesus uses the word abide. What does it mean? What does it mean to abide in Christ, 
Here's this is on the screen here. Andrew Murray defines the word abide this way. This is what Jesus means. He says, abiding in Jesus is nothing but the giving up of oneself to be ruled and taught and led and so resting in the arms of everlasting love. For what we'll do over the next couple of weeks, here's what we're gonna say abide means. Here's our simple definition of abide. Abide simply means this. It's a greater awareness of our connection to Jesus. Listen, if you're a Christian, you are rooted in Christ right now. You are connected to Jesus right now. You are absolutely, completely his at this moment. He is the vine. You are the branches. I don't feel it. It doesn't matter. That's what he said. What, you're, what you feel doesn't trump what he said. In fact, listen, you might have walked in today tired. You might have walked in today freezing. We all did. We all did. You might have walked in today distracted. You might be here today and you're thinking about something coming up this week. And listen, you're thinking, you're listening to this sermon and you're thinking, listen, Jesus feels a million miles away from me. And you're telling me that I'm connected to him, that Jesus is the vine and I'm the branch. Listen, Summit, Jesus right now while you're in this room, Jesus is doing three things for you right now in this room. Three three things Jesus is doing right now for you if you're a child of God. First thing Jesus is doing for you today is Jesus is giving you life. Jesus is giving you life right now. We talked about this a little bit last week. Physically, Jesus is letting you breathe right now. Your, Your life comes from him. But listen, not only does Jesus give you physical life, your spiritual life comes from him. Let's look at John 15, verse 5 again, see if we can get it back up on the screen. John 15, 5, it says this. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do what? Nothing. Nothing. Hey, listen, that right there, that verse, that's our theme verse. We as a church, we're going to memorize that verse together. Over the next six weeks, we're going to memorize that verse. Why? Because we need to know that without Jesus, we can do nothing. Right now, Jesus has given you life. Right now, your life is coming from Jesus physically and spiritually. Listen, if you woke up this morning and you wanted to come to church, and you wanted to come to church to worship God, to be with God's people, because Jesus has saved you and he's changed your life, that desire to do that, that didn't come from you. That came from Jesus. You ought to thank him for it. This week, this week, I was talking to somebody this week. They called me on the phone, and they said, Mark, I'm so tired of struggling with the same sins. I wish Jesus would come back right now. Man, Mark, I wish that I could love Jesus perfectly the way that he wants me to. And I told him this. Hey, you know why you want to do that? Jesus is at work in your life. That desire comes from Jesus. You ought to get a little excited about it. I mean, is there anybody in the room? You guys look dead this morning. Is there anybody in the stinking room that's fired up that Jesus saved them? Golly, I'm about to go coach Cal two minutes in on y'all. Worship team's going to have to come hold me back. Golly. Goodness, second thing Jesus is doing for a bunch of silent, ungrateful people, (laughs) pagans, is he's keeping you, right? (laughs) Now you're getting excited because you know there's eight minutes left probably. I'm going to keep you ten extra. Right now Jesus is keeping you. He He is 
holding you. Listen, you might feel today that your grip on Jesus is so weak, but you, you need to know his grip on you has never been stronger. Listen, Jesus' grip on you is what matters most. See, I want to say this, and you're going, to, you're going to hear it in life groups. Maybe you can't come this week because of snow, but I want to say this. Listen, the same grace that saves you is the grace that keeps you right now. There are people in this room right now, and you've got needs. Jesus Christ knows your needs. In fact, can't you look back at your life and see how he's met your needs? Anybody seen that? How he has taken care of you. How you didn't think you would get this far, and here you are today. And listen, not only that, you are connected to the one right now who has all the resources. He is keeping you right now, and he will never let you go. He's given you life. He is keeping you, and right now, third thing Jesus is doing right now in this room, he loves you. Jesus loves you right now. He is loving you in this moment. Parents, parents, don't you want your kids more than anything to know simply that they are loved? Don't you? More than anything, don't you simply want that your kids would know that no matter what, no matter what, you love them, right? If we want that, how much more does God want that for his children, right? That's why Jesus says over and over, abide. I've paid the price, just live in that. Abide, I've paid the price, I've bought you, I'm keeping you, I'm giving you life. Let that change the way you think. Let it change where you find value. Let it change what you build your life on. Just abide in that. He is loving you right now. The fact that you got up and you came here is proof of his love. The fact that you have a relationship with him is proof of his love. The fact that after everything that we have done to him, after all the times we have slapped him in the face, we've questioned him, we've denied him, after all the times we have stabbed him in the back, he refuses to let his people go. Absolutely. I mean, you might feel like the weakest of all the branches. Listen, the, listen. your hope isn't in how much you're holding on to him. It's in he is holding on to you. And he will never let you go. See, over the next six weeks, we're going to learn what it means to abide in Christ. How can you and I as people, as families, as a church, build into us a greater awareness of our connection to Jesus, that he's holding me at work, that he's holding me at school. He's not just with me. He is in me. He is caring for me. He is providing for me. He is watching out for me. I am blessed because he is with me. He's the vine and I am the branch. How can we build a greater awareness of that in our lives. We're going to talk about that over the next six weeks. But listen, today is not do anything. Today is believe everything. I'm not giving you anything to do today, but I'm giving you amazing things to believe. Now listen, if he holds on to you like that, what do you have to be afraid of? I said, no, no. That was really good what I just said. And you didn't say anything back. And it doesn't work this way, okay? It's Valentine's Day. Don't make me break up with you. <laughs> if he is holding on to you like that, then what do you have to be afraid of? See, see, you said that because I made you feel like dirt. God doesn't condemn you, but the preacher will. And he, see, here's my problem, though. Here's my problem. 
I would say nothing to. But my wife can tell you I freak out more than probably all y'all. See, my problem is I have to get what I say I believe to become what I really believe. Does that make sense? I've got to get what I say on Sunday to be what I really believe on Monday. And the way that I do that is a greater awareness of, you know what? I am just as connected to the vine on Monday as I am on Sunday. I'm just as connected to the vine in the hospital room as I am in the safety of any other environment I could ever be in. There is no point in my life as a child of God when I am not connected to the vine. And if that's true, if that's true, that needs to begin to transform. So I'm not giving you anything to do today. Doing is next week. Today is belief. It is faith. Do you believe it? Do you believe that you're connected? Do you believe that you are that loved? Do you believe that you are that protected by God today, right now? And you will be when you leave, and you will be all this week. And if God gives us another week together and we get to come back next Sunday, you will be just as kept then as you are right now. Do you believe that? If so, the response is worship. If so, that's the response. The response is worship. So our worship team is going to come right now. Our worship team is going to come right now. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to worship because Jesus is the vine and we are the branch and we are kept and we are protected and we are secured and we are loved and we are accepted by Jesus Christ, the risen Savior. Amen? And listen, that needs to be your hope. That needs to be your confidence. That needs to be your security as the speakers blow up and we die and see Jesus. What is happening? (laughs) So I want you to stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. I said stand up. Don't leave. Stand up. If you see somebody leaving, tackle them. Listen. Now listen. Listen. As the band gets ready. As the band gets ready. I have done tons of sermons like this. And I know that most of you guys have been there the entire time sitting there listening to me thinking, not me. Not me. I'm too messed up. I struggle too much. I worry too much. I fear, I'm afraid too much. Not me. Mark, I am the exception to the rule of the vine and the branch. Listen, instead of you objecting to it, why don't you just say, yes, God, today? What if today you just raised your hands high in the air and worshiped and simply thanked Jesus for saving you, keeping you, protecting you, and loving you? Why don't you do that? Instead of, instead of arguing mentally with God, instead of, and really what you've been doing, you've been killing your faith the entire time. You've been sowing unbelief in your life the entire time. Why don't you sow some faith into your life and simply say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, today. So we're going to sing Amazing Grace. My chains are gone. My chains are what? What did the students show us? Jesus can break every... We didn't even have this plan, did we, Austin? We didn't even have... Band, we didn't even have that plan. It's as if God is in control. That was sarcasm, because he is. God's put this together just so that we can worship him. We are not saved by mediocre grace. 
We are not saved by okay grace. We are saved by amazing grace. Amazing grace. And if your chains are gone, if if you are a child of God connected to the vine who is absolutely holding you right now, and sin and death and the devil cannot touch you because you are in his hand, then right now I want you to worship like you never have. I want you to lift your hands. I want you to worship. Listen, I know you've got stuff to do. The snow, I promise. Chris Bailey said it's not coming for two more, three more hours. Weathermen can't lie. So you've got time. I believe you've got, I believe you've got about eight minutes to worship Jesus Christ. So let's do it right now. Let's sing this song. Let's worship like we never have because we have been set free by his grace. My chains are gone.
shall soon dissolve like snow. The sun for better shine. But God will call me here below. Will be forever mine. Will be forever mine. You are forever. Let's pray together. God, we thank you that it is, it is amazing grace that has saved us. And it is amazing grace that caused you to leave heaven, to love us, and to come and pursue us, to save us, to come back from the dead for us. And right now, you are holding us, and we are branches connected to you. And that connection can never be dropped. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ. Not death, not hell, not the devil, not anything. Anything, nothing can separate us from you. So, Father, we praise you for that, God. We praise you for the reminder that our relationship with you, doesn't matter what we felt like before we walked in, doesn't matter what we thought before we walked in, our relationship with you is secure. It is finished. It is done. It is settled. Because you're alive and you are holding us right now. 
With every head bowed, with every eye closed, I just want to challenge our church as we begin this six-week journey together. Do not settle for where you're at. I'm telling you, church, there is more grace to be discovered and experienced. There is more of God to know than what we know right now. There is more of God to worship than what we have worshiped. You know, one of the reasons heaven will never get old is because God is infinite. Just like we sang, when we've been there for a thousand years, we'll still have eternity in front of us to worship Him even more. So I just want to challenge you. Don't stay where you're at. Don't stay where you're at. Have a heart that says, I want more of Him. I want to know what it means to abide. If that's your heart, would you just raise your hand right now so I can pray for you? I want to know what that means. I want to experience it. I want more of Him. Raise your hand high. High, high, high. Raise it up. Raise your hand high. Hands are going up all over. Just raise it up. You're not raising up to me. You're raising up to God. Make it your prayer. Say, Jesus, I want more. Jesus, I want more. Jesus, I want more of you. Right now, with every head bowed, with every eye closed, can we all just say that out loud if that's our prayer? Say, Jesus, I want more of you. Make that your prayer. Jesus, I want more of you. Jesus, we want more of you as a people, as families, and as a church. Just make it your prayer to him right now. Now, maybe you're here today and you do not have a relationship with God. And if so, I believe that God brought you here today to save you. Listen. If you've had this desire in your heart, there's, there's been this thought going through your head the past couple of minutes, man, I need to be saved. I need Jesus. I want to tell you that's God speaking to you. Don't say no to him. Invite him in. And right now, you can be saved. Right now, you can be, you can begin a relationship with God and know that when you leave here in just a moment, you're as secure in his hand as a vine connected, as a branch connected to a vine. If you want to be saved today, you want God to begin to make all things new in your life. I want to pray a prayer. I just invite you to pray this with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sin. Come into my life and save me today. I give my life to you and I want to follow you. Thank you for everything that you've done for me. I love you, Jesus. In your name, amen. Amen. With every head bowed, with every eye closed, did you just make that decision? If, if, listen, if today you prayed to get saved, if you prayed to get saved just now, or today you want to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ, will you just raise your hand high so that I can see it, celebrate that with you today? Just raise your hand to say, Mark, today I got saved. Today I'm giving my life to Jesus Christ. Just raise your hand. Just raise your hand high. And if you've made that decision today, I want you to look at me. Listen, listen. Don't leave today until you let somebody know what you've done. Do not leave until you let somebody know what you've done. On the back of your connection card that you got when you walked in, you can check the box that says, I, give my, I gave my life to Christ. Once you give it to somebody on your way out today, we've got a free Bible for you. We've got a book called Seek First. We'd love to give you. If you're here today and you want, maybe you just want to talk to somebody, once you go to the welcome table after church today, don't leave today until you let somebody know what God has done in your life. Father, we thank you that Jesus is alive. We've come today to worship him and thank you that your spirit is in this place. And God, over the next week, God, as we leave, would you use us to take this grace that's changed us, that is changing us, use us to take it to the world that needs hope. God, this community, this region needs Jesus. So help us to be salt and light in his name. Amen. Amen. Hey, Summit, man, I love you. Let's give God praise for today. And I think it was awesome to be here. Hey, if today was your first or second time, stop at the welcome table on the way out. We've got a free gift for everybody that's new here today. Love to see you connect in a life group. You guys are dismissed. Have a great week. Love you guys.